today. How y'all doing? Hope all is well in your world. I am Rosemary Wilson, aka One Single Rose when I'm nice, aka Pearl when I'm naughty, aka Queen Rose on the spoken word tip for house music. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and for all of the love that you have been showing to Poetic. Today is a special day. It's election day. I hope that those of you who do vote have gotten out to vote. Or if you don't vote that you have given a thought or pondered a thought or two as to the policies and the politics going on in your world and how you can make things better. And perhaps maybe next time you might feel compelled to do so, but whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you're comfortable with, I hope that you are well and all is well in your world. We have a phenomenal guest here all the way with us from the DMV. She is a dope wordsmith, good people. Um, when I met her at one of the BPC poetry events, I was just enthralled by her poetic prowess. She is basically a haiku champ. The champ is here, and she gets it in poetically all over the world, spreading the love of the word, Miss Kim B. Miller. Is she there? Is she there? How are you, beautiful? I'm fantastic, lovely. It is so good to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on all the way from Virginia. If anyone would like to call in to speak with our guest, Kim B. Miller, or if you'd like to drop a haiku, call in at 248-848-9444. Eight five oh, I'm sorry, two four eight eight five four nine eight five zero. <laughs> That's two four eight eight five four nine eight five zero. We have a new number now. I was just memorizing the old one, but now we have a new one. So, if you guys want to talk to us, call in. I, you will definitely be entertained and definitely will gain a wealth of knowledge from our guests here today. I am so glad that you have come on so I can get a little nosy and dig into all your business. Because <laughs> you've got a story to tell, and I am so interested to learn more about you. So, so when did you start writing poetry and why? I probably got serious about poetry about 10 years ago. And I believe it's a gift from the from God. I believe, you know, the Lord just blessed me with it. So about 10 years ago, I decided that it was time, actually, he decided and nudged me that it was time for me to get serious about uh, the words that I speak, how I speak them and who I can touch with them. Okay. Okay. So since you started writing poetry, which form are you more likely to use? I know you're, you, you lean towards haiku, like that's, 
that seems to be one of the genres that you write, but which do you lean more towards when you pen? I definitely do a lot of full, you know, I call them full poems, but <laughs> I do. people are like, yeah, what's a, you know, we don't really call it anything. Free write, whatever you want to call it. Every poet calls it something different. I lean toward that, but I absolutely love haiku. So I definitely lean a lot on haiku too. But as far as writing, I write them both pretty equally. So why do you lean more towards haiku? I love the ability to say a lot with a little bit of space. I think that's a different sort of writing. And sometimes you do not have the time to do a three minute or two minute poem. You know, I've been in places where people have been like, can you tell me something or give me an example of something you can do only have a minute or blah, blah, blah. And to be able to do a haiku and it'd be powerful enough to say, wow, that's that says something. Yes, and your haikus definitely say something. There's one you have that I really love about um, the women, and you aren't you because we know you ain't the hammer. Can you share that with us? <laughs> Absolutely, haiku. Strong women are not unbreakable. We just know you ain't the hammer. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we have a video that we're going to share that has a few of your um, about five minutes of different haiku that you've pinned. But um, tell me a little bit about your haiku championships that you have garnered over the past years. In 2019, I decided to go to Southern Pride, and that is a regional slam that also has Southern states and Northern states. It starts off with Southern states, and then it goes to Northern states, depending on the availability. So I said, well, let me go try, you know, see how I do. And uh, that one went well. I won the 2019 Southern Pride Haiku Champion. And it was a, a tough field, so everybody out there was dope. It was great to see so many haikuists that I had never met that were really, you know, pen deep, as I call it. And I'm also the 2021 DMV Renaissance Haikuist of the Year and the 2022 DMV Renaissance Haikuist of the Year. Yes. And those are brought on by my peers and people who've heard me. So it's even, it's, it's, it's a special thing when people who hear you vote for you and people's like, I heard you in such and such. I heard you here and I voted for you. And it's just, it really touches, touches me. Definitely. I'm appreciative. Definitely. Absolutely. That's love. It's always love when people gravitate to your work and you never know where this love is going to come from, but you do, you do emote and you present yourself so well whenever you take the stage. It's like you command the stage, you demand attention. And even when the crowds may get a little boisterous, I see you just stand there and you wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you hit it with the high and the he with those haiku and it's, it's just so dope. How did you learn to gauge the audience and, and just, make peace be still before you actually give them what it is that you have. I believe a lot of spoken word poets are people readers. And if you are, you learn the energy in the room, you, you learn when to say something, you learn when to slow down, you learn when to observe that somebody needed to hear that and you may need to rewind it, rewind. So, you know, it really is based on the crowd. And I think for a lot of us, and you hear us say the energy in a room, you're like, here they go with that blah, 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 blah stuff. But it really is something to feel the energy in a room and to know when to stop and when to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there, there, there can be situations where you step into a room and you don't have time to gauge the crowd where they just put you directly up on stage. And you may do a piece that doesn't go with the with the crowd or the energy that was coming up before you actually got on stage. So it is definitely important to know your audience, feel the energy because the energy is real and give the audience and give the room what it is that the room commands as well as staying true to your art. And you do Absolutely. that very well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So we met at the BPC in Myrtle beach. Yes. Was that where we met? Yes. Yes. And that, that was a, that was a good time. It was so good to meet everybody from all over the country. 
and you laid it out on the stage. So aside from Myrtle Beach, where has poetry taken you? Not necessarily a place, or it can be a place, or just a sense of being um, a cause. What do you, where has poetry taken you? Well, before I tell you where it's taken me, I have to tell you thank you for that day because I entered into a slam that I wasn't going to enter into. And you were next to me. And I never forgot that, that you was like, I was like so nervous because I wasn't going to get in. And then I got in and I'm like, I don't need poetry. And you're like, you got this, you got this. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. And you won, didn't you? Yes, yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again. So poetry has taken me to different colleges. I've gone to my alma mater, which I was really super proud of. When you can go home and perform, it's really something special. My two alma maters I performed at, and I'm really proud of both of those schools. One is Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York, and one is Northern Virginia Community College in Woodbridge, Virginia. So I was able to perform for both my alma maters. That was a moment of, I mean, joy is not even a word for it. I've performed in Kentucky, uh, New York, of course, National Black Theater in Harlem. Nice. Um, of course, now I'm going drawing a blank. D.C., <laughs> <laughs> Maryland, of course, Myrtle Beach, Pennsylvania. So different states, different venues, truly blessed. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sure they, your audiences have been blessed to hear from you whenever you take the stage. So if you haven't, connect with Kim B. Miller. Call in and talk to us at 248-854-9850 or go to KimBMiller.com. That's KimBMiller.com. So can you give us a little something-something right now? Of course, of course. For those of you who don't know what haiku are you notice i said haiku not haikus because haikus singular and plural for those of you didn't know that and it's a beautiful japanese form of poetry and the traditional ones are only on nature and flowers there's more than one type of haiku which is we don't talk a lot about the other type but the most popular one is 575 uh based on moras in the japanese language there's no equivalent to a mora in the english language so whoever settled at the time picked syllables so that's the way it is. Traditional <laughs> ones are called haiku. Non-traditional ones are called senryu, still 17 syllables. So, haiku. Yes. They threw likes at your post, but they don't like you. Jealousy likes you. Oh, hit it with the high, hit it with the heat. <laughs> 17 syllables that pack a powerful punch. Yes, yes. Can you give us some more? Absolutely. Now, this one I just wrote. And then you know how you're scribbling over something. You're like, uh-oh, what did I write? Okay. Haiku. <laughs> Stallion got shot. These non-jockeys got mad. But not at the shooter. Mmm. Mmm. Can you rewind that for the people in the back? Okay. <laughs> Haiku. Stallion got shot. These non-jockeys got mad, but not at the shooter. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. 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 <clears throat> wow. That's powerful. That could be a whole shirt. Do you have t-shirts with your haiku on? You do, don't you? I sure do. I have yeah. an online store. I have playing cards and everything. Yes, you do. I think I have one of those. I got to dig it out for the summertime. I sure do. I sure do have one of your haiku tees. Yes. Yes. Now, where can where can everyone find your, your work and your haiku tees if they want to check them out? Oh, definitely. <clears throat> com will take you everywhere you need to go. Okay. Okay. So I have a question for you. I'm um, producing a video. I released a trailer a couple months ago. And it could be kind of controversial, but I kind of really don't care. Mm -hmm. And it's called um, 17 Syllables in the Colored Section. Woo. Okay, so tell me why you say woo. (laughs) The the title is is a a, a soul grabber. That's why I said woo. I love that. Okay, okay. 
So it it basically there will be haiku throughout the entire piece, and I don't want to give the premise away, but when you said who, when I told you the title, that kind of lets me know that um, I may be on the right track. Absolutely. Yeah, the, is the title a little? Um, um, what do you what do you feel about the title? The title tells me it's going to be some provocative, real, thought-provoking haiku. Okay, okay. That's what I wanted to know. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Professor. (laughs) (laughs) So today's topic is haiku, and I want you guys to be privy to more of Kim B. Miller's haiku. So we're going to go to her video right now, Poetry Equal Truth. If you can't take the truth, tune out right now but i really really wish that you guys stay be a friend share this broadcast so everyone can pick up on what she's putting down we're going right now to poetry equals truth I'm going to start off with some haikus. Haikus are really short poems, only three lines, total of 17 syllables. They started in Japan only on Nature and Flowers. I'm doing non-traditional haiku, which means there's still 17 syllables, but on any subject, haiku. Strong women are not unbreakable. We just know you ain't the hammer. Haiku. Milkshakes may bring boys to the yard, but real men are going to want food. Haiku. Just because they're in your nest, that does not mean they want to see you fly. Haiku. Stop answering the booty call and blaming the caller. You picked up. Haiku. You ain't dripping, so don't look down. You stepped in someone else's puddle. Haiku. Men fight for what they want. If you have to chase him, then he don't want you. Him. You ain't nothing, me. I was nothing. That's why I picked you. Bye, boy. Haiku. Once you find the right king, you won't have to play chess. He won't want the pawns. Haiku. In order for me to be a gold digger, don't you have to have gold? Haiku. Get counseling. Your mate is not your therapist. They're your victim. Haiku. Companionship is not a solution to pain. Don't give love a job. Haiku. How many times do you have to fall? before you stop tripping yourself. Haiku. When strange fruit becomes fruit, does a forest become a cemetery? I'm gonna do this poem called Pen. Maybe my pen can teach your pen how to swim but you're so busy hating, you can't learn no lessons. You don't get to define me with your faulty ink. You don't get to decide I'm only good for haiku. You don't get to decide what I'm good for at all. The only thing you get to decide is what part of my shade you get to sit in. So have a seat and watch me slay on a stage you swore I would never step on. You don't get it. I'm not fearful of ink dripping from a dry pen. Stop trying to ungoogle me. The best you can do is hold my cape and make sure it don't get dirty. 
You can play Robin while I'm at bat. Man, I slaughter 17 syllables when I sleep. So when I get up and add a conjunction, I can easily make it a poem. You see, this poet can weaponize her words so quickly, you don't even know you've been cut. I use your own blood to dismiss you with. Don't complain about my verbiage. If what I say is so useless, why don't you use it less? Drinking my Kool-Aid but claiming not to like the flavor? You don't seem thirsty no more, though. My poetry is not open to debate. This pen and paper be Houdini and it makes pain disappear. All you need to do is take a seat in my pew. Watch my words take flight, penetrating souls and feeding minds. I'm an email. I deliver words invisibly. I'm a doctor. I perform surgery on your right and left cortex. I don't get played. I write the script. I walk around with this disease in my mouth, trying not to infect you. My words can give you purpose, but they also give subpoenas. You've been served. Never step into a poet's den unprotected. Your tongue can't save your ears from the verbalization of punishment that I can inflict. Yes, I can make you smile, but I can also make your thoughts bleed. I make stitches necessary while I cut open your closed-mindedness. I serve truth as an appetizer. The main course, wisdom. You don't get to pick from my menu, but know that everything I serve is food for thought. <laughs> yes, yes, serving up that food for thought for sure. You just took us to church in five minutes and 30 seconds. Read, reading us all like down, up and down the wall, like for real. Wow. Thank you. Wow. You weaponized those words for sure. Cause you, you cut them deep, cut them low. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was so dope. Milkshake, gold digger, the counseling, give love a job. You tripping yourself. Forests become cemeteries. Oh my God. Those are all so dope. 17 syllables and she just read you just like that. Three lines or less. That's skill. That's dope. So how did you just tune into creating those dope haiku like you do? How do you do that? Some of them just come to me. Like, I'll think of something, and I'm like, let me count. Is that one, two, three? It's a haiku. And then some are too long, and I have to cut down. Uh, Milkshake was one of those I wrote very early on. I was one of the first haiku I wrote, as long, along with Strong Women. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to write Milkshake because I was sick of that song. Okay. And I was like, I have to write one on that. Since I'm so sick of it, everybody knows the song. So you want to pick a song that a lot of people know. Now, it's okay if you want to do something obscure, but if you're really trying to reach most of the people in the crowd, I know by the time that that song rolled around, most people knew it. So if I did a haiku about it, people would get it. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of current events, and sometimes it just drops on me. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. And you create them so, so flawlessly and so well. So tell us about your Speaking to Existence open mic. So that one is every third Monday and it's in Lake Ridge, Virginia. And that is a open mic, obviously, because it's open mic. But what we also do is we have parts of the open mic where I actually give people pointers on public speaking. Because I know a lot of people are frightened of public speaking. And some people like think of it as something horrible. So I figured if I give people pointers and the ability, if they want to, to come up and say a couple of words, so they can get used to it every every month, it would be helpful. So we have a feature, we talk about public speaking, and we always have something about speaking into existence because we want to feed people's people word knowledge, so to speak. And we also, on my website, if someone has a business or something, we put it in for that month. They can email me and I'll put it on my website so that later on we can network even further. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So what made you begin create curating poetry events and open mics? This particular open mic, John Wooten came to me that he was he is uh, one of the people who facilitate programs at Clearbrook in Lake Ridge. And he's like, I'd like to have a, you know, spoken word 
open mic here. Are you interested in hosting it? I'm like, absolutely. I used to host one in another part of Woodbridge, but the owner decided he didn't want to do it anymore. So it's very difficult for those of you who have open mics. I know trying to get people, especially the owners to do the open mic, to keep the open mic going. So it's, it's a hard path sometimes. It has nothing to do with the host. A lot of times it's the area. Sometimes it's just the owner. But I like having these programs. Mine is mine in particular is family friendly, and it's family friendly so that people can bring their kids and everything, family, the whole group to the open mic. We have a lot of open mics that are not. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just wanted one that was family friendly so everybody can come. Yeah, that's important to instill these types of values of family and community into the young ones so that they can see what goes on in our adult world. And maybe they might want to be compelled to start writing or become a poet or a spoken word artist or start curating events like like you're doing or write haiku or anything in the arts. And they see it all when they come out with their family. So that's dope. We do do need more safe spaces like that for the for the young ones for sure. Absolutely. And what would you tell someone who was considering becoming a spoken word artist? Now, my advice is uh, counterintuitive, and some people have argued with me, but it still is the same. It's not going to change based on anybody arguing with me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to stay what it is. So mine is: um, if you're listening to different poets, stop listening. If you're going to open mic, stop. Whatever you're doing that involves somebody else's poetry or liter literary art, stop. Do your own writing, learn how you speak it, learn about you, learn how you wanna write it, learn your own cadence. The cadence is how you say it, how you pronounce words. Maybe you're a poet, maybe you're a spoken word poet. If you don't know the difference, a poet basically reads their poem. A spoken word poet is supposed to make you feel their poem. Now, if you just, if once you get into it, you're like, well, I just want to read it. That's not who I am. I'm not trying to make you feel it. doesn't make you less than. It just makes you a different sort of poet. But once you start getting too engrossed into different poets and different forms of poetry, you will automatically mimic it. You will start picking up somebody else's cadence. Once you've decided the type of poet or spoken word poet you're going to be, and you solidified that within yourself, then you go out and you can get a mentor or start listening to other types of poets or other types of poetry. But if you start too early, you'll automatically be duplicating someone else's form. Mm -hmm. Very, very good advice. Stay true to yourself. Be true to you. Learn other, other poets, but be you, do you, stay in your lane. It's enough lanes for all of us to drive down this poetic freeway and be authentic and true to ourselves. Yes, I love it. Can you share another piece with us? Absolutely. Haiku. <clears throat> Let's Shakespeare up. To be shot or not to be shot. That's what Black's question. Mm. Rewind. 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 Yes. Let's Shakespeare up to be shot or not to be shot. That's what Black's question. Mm. Wow. Let's Shakespeare up. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's, yeah, that's, that's real loaded. Those 17 syllables are loaded. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, <clears throat> so <laughs> let me get myself back together because I'm I'm all over the place thinking about that. It's it's deep. Mm -hmm. What we're dealing with so much, and it would really be nice if we could retire those types of sentiment. Absolutely. I really look to the day that we can, but you know we're here. Wow. So. You are the first African-American Port Laureate for Prince William County, Virginia. Yes. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. So how does it feel to be the first? 
I, when I first found out I won, I really wasn't thinking about first at that point. I was just ecstatic that I won because what a lot of people don't know, this was the second time I applied. I applied previously and I was not picked. Mm. So when I got picked this time, I was just excited to be, oh, I'm going to be Poet Laureate. Then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It was like maybe a few days later, I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to be the first black one. Wow. Wow. I was I was even more excited then because I I wanted to I'm extra anyway but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like okay so how am I going to do this in a way that people get the message that I'm trying to give that poetry is really for everyone and find your place in poetry and you know don't make it a competition and be who you are and going to schools and telling that kid in the back who thinks like everything else, like football and cheerleading, poetry is about being the cutest and the skinniest and the blah, blah, and the da, 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 da. And I go in and I tell them, you could be the cutest thing in this room. If your words don't fly, it's irrelevant. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And watch that kid in the back's eyes light up on, this is about words. Your words are powerful. And if your words are powerful, that's what people want to hear. They don't, mm-hmm. don't care how cute you are. I've right. gone into rooms with teenagers and some of the quote unquote younger poets were like getting like, okay, uh, are you, are you leaving now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, and I'll go in, I know I'm going to hear it. You know, whose mother, whose grandmother, whose blah, blah, blah is this. And I said, and the guy's like, I'm so sorry. I said, you don't need to apologize. They'll, I, I'm good. Let's let me start poeting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll get started and be like, oh, can you, can you rewind that one? Um, can you do that one again? Can you, what was that first one? I missed it. I'm like, I'm not scared to go in a room with young people because my words speak for me. Mm-hmm. And if your words speak for you and they're powerful, people will listen. There's nothing to do with how cute you are, how young you are, how old you are. It's all about your words. Absolutely. It's a whole bunch of cute fools out here. They look good, but ain't nothing going on up under here. So, (laughs) yes, yes. If you bring all the beauty from the inside, it's going to come out. So beauty doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't go from the inside, from the outside in. It comes from the outside, from the inside out. So what you bring, you can be real pretty ugly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Facts. Yes, yes. I'm so excited and proud of you for that. And no one will ever be able to take that away from you. You Absolutely. will always be the first. And the point of reference will always come back to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a blessing. Yes. yes. Can you share another um, piece with us? And then we're going to go to your Not Magic video. Absolutely. So... I often, people often ask me different questions. What is the haiku that has, uh, <laughs> I've gotten the most response for? Mm-hmm. And this one is, and I'll explain why after I do it. So, okay. haiku. The only reason you still have him is because she don't want him back. When I tell you people have come to me several times, there was a time I, I semi-retired that one because people would come up to me at the end and be like, you know, I, I'm working on that. I'm, um, I didn't appreciate you talking to me about, I'm like, um, it's a haiku. And anyway, so I didn't like that you said that and I'm working on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just poetry. Don't take it personal, but you obviously in your feelings for some reason. Right. <laughs> that part. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't be mad. It's just art. Exactly. It's just art. And if it speaks to you, then, you know, you might need to go see somebody. Don't get mad exactly. at the poet. Right. Preach. <laughs> Yes, yes. We just we we just give what the universe gives to us, and we give it back. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. Get your life, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's dope. That's dope, and that's real. All all of your work is real. 
I mean, everyone can can learn something from it. So if you guys didn't check out the video earlier, go and scroll back through the broadcast so you can pick up what Kim is putting down. Right now, we're going to go to Not Magic by Kim B. Miller. I am going to do a poem. And this one is called <laughs> Not Magic. <laughs> I hate the term black girl magic. Now, before you roll your eyes, try to see through mine. Magic is a trick, a show, it's not permanent. So when the show is over, so is the magic. I don't want sisters to perform anymore. While others are pulling a rabbit out of their hat, we're pulling out degrees and we're still overlooked. We have busted our behind in every category, education, employment, personal development, Broken stereotypes and watch you try to build them back. Ran on track and for office. And the only thing you could come up with is magic? This ain't magic. For so many sisters, it's depression using Maybelline for cover. Depression has straightened more hair than grease, yet we persist. Not all charcoal burns the same. Black burns ain't recognized. Saying we are magic strips us of our accomplishments. Speaking of magic, how do you keep making us disappear? So many of us are missing. Is that the magic you speak of? Black girls have never been magical. We work twice as hard for less. You see, black girls are self-taught, but we don't go to no magic school. Our DNA is not made of sparkles. If you see some glitter residue, no, that's just us shedding skin to make way for more greatness. Black girls ain't magic. We are ancestral sunshine and black rain. We brighten up your day <laughs> while watering your soul. Don't let all this light fool you. We dive deep into darkness to show this light. Our pain is not allowed, so we hide it well. Is that the magic you speak of? The ability to look happy while struggling? We are not magical. We are strength personified, encapsulated with perseverance. We just wanna be our own definition of whole. You see, I've seen too many sisters working to elevate themselves, so I cannot let you reword our efforts to make it effortless. Keep your salt. We only want seasoning. You can't throw shade on black women. We used to sitting in it. You wanna honor us? Say you never seen someone so determined to get ready for a party they weren't expected to attend. Then show up and be one of the most majestic people in the room, all while judging she too much and hate her in the back pocket. Say black women be warriors for tripling our preparation for a single job. Say we paintbrushes that don't need to be dipped to paint to show color. Magic don't make masterpieces, we do. Damn. <laughs> I feel like I just want to go out marching out here in the dark. Like, I make magic, bitch. <laughs> we make magic. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. Powerful. So what made you pin that piece? That one, because I'm... There was a time when I heard Black Girl Magic when I think it was using the term of a compliment. <clears throat> now I think a lot of people are using it as a dismissal of the amount of effort we're putting into a single event, effort, project, whatever you want to call it. Because when you've been up to, you know, you're planning something six months in advance and you have your plan A, B, and C, and D didn't work out. Now you're up at two o'clock in the morning and you put the final touches in and people come in and it looks like it's silk because that's how we do it to make it look like silk, but it took a lot to make it look like silk. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you've done all this work and you know, you come in looking like a million dollars, even though you gotten very little sleep the night before because you had to put fires out. And then someone comes up with, someone comes up to you and goes, Black Girl Magic. Well, no, it wasn't. I was up to 2 a.m. I, you know, planned it six months in advance. Black excellence I can get with, you know, anything that is different. But I don't like the dismissiveness that some people are using black girl magic. 
So when I heard that used for someone, and I know the amount of work they went in, I was like, it's time for me to write a poem about it. And it's, a, and it's time for me to explain my issue with the phrase and how it's used. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. You put it down very well. Very, very, very well. Make you get up, want to get up and get out and move and do something. Seriously. Ladies, if you are listening, pick up what Kim is putting down. She is dropping some heavy, some heavy bombs on us today, like for sure. And I knew she would. And I was hoping you guys would tune in so that you can hear her. But if you're just joining the party, scroll back. Check out the broadcast when we're done in a few minutes and connect with Kim B. Miller on KimBMiller.com. That's K-I-M-B-Miller.com. So what do you have coming up next? Well, I'll be going this weekend. I'm, I will be performing at APCA, and APCA is a organization that you perform in front of colleges to see uh, basically a college so college showcase conference the Mid midwestern i think this one is and i'll be going there to, to see if i can get some college um gigs set up for the midwest of course you will once they hear you <laughs> yes you're gonna be on it <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i have coming up rather immediately and um of course they open mic on the third monday in november Yes, yes. Who's your feature this November? Brittany Anderson. I went to another open mic and she was speaking her truth. And I was like, who is this? I was blown away. And so I went to her and I said, you know, would you mind? This will be your first feature. And she is very well deserving of it. She is wow. powerful. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. I can't wait to catch some of the footage and hear her. Is she from the DMV? Yes. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So where can we find your work aside from your website, KimBMiller.com? You can. I'm on YouTube. I am. I have a little bit on TikTok. I'm still feeling my way. Not that I haven't been there long enough, but so many people copy your stuff and don't give you credit. And when you're... It's one thing when you're doing, you know, little dance routines and stuff like that or big dance routines because some of these people are coming up with major, beautiful work or different skits and all that. And even people are fighting to get acknowledgement for that because what happens is you, that skit or, or song or dance may get notoriety and then the person who originally designed it is not even tagged. And the person who took credit for it gets all the, you know, as they say, all the gravy. And then the person who you know, choreographed or sang or whatever is having trouble getting their name associated as the originators. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have put some poems out and some haiku because I, as you can imagine, haiku is perfect really for TikTok because of the short nature of the way the videos are done. Mm -hmm. But I'm only going to limit what I put out there because I just don't want to get into that sort of legal fight with someone. Poetry is different, of course, because it's intellectual property. But still, when you create something, whether it's a dance song, whatever it is, it's still your intellectual property because you created it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I was a little scared of, a little, um, I won't say scared, but my music was on TikTok and I wasn't. So I'm like, well, maybe I should be there. But then I'm like, that's just another social media website that I got to keep up with and yes. like follow follow back and all that i'm just like i just i just can't it's it's too much i get it's it too much. Much. there's a there's a new one popping up every day i get it yes yeah yeah and, and like you said there's no way for you to protect your work over there mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah, you guys be careful you tiktokers and if you do use someone's work give them credit tag them back yes yeah be kind rewind absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave us with or would you like to leave us with a with a piece or whatever you like to do? Okay. I'd like to leave you with a Kimism and a haiku. So the Kimism is, oh, Kimisms are just my sayings. So I just call them that. Don't, don't, don't think too deep into the name. <laughs> Kimism. Don't prove to them that they were wrong about you. Prove to yourself 
that you were right about you. Yes, yes. And the haiku, you were looking for someone powerful. I just showed you your mirror. Yes. Yes, I knew the mirror was coming. Yes, yeah. like look in the mirror. There you are. The power is right there in your face. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and for being my guest on Poetic Today. I so appreciate you. I'm so glad to be able to hear your words and that power. You just spoke life into me. I'm going to go back and um, watch Not Magic again and also share your um, Poetry Equals Truth video so that people can check it out. Thank you so much for coming on, Kim. Any any parting words you'd like to leave us with? Well, thank you for having me. And don't let someone limit your shine just because they live in shadows. Mm. Yes, y'all heard it. That was half a haiku. Or was that a whole one? I didn't count. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Well, thank, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much again and I look forward to whatever it is that you have coming up and following you and supporting you and do your thing down there in Prince William County let them, let them know that Kim B. Miller is in the room <laughs> thank, thank you. you yes thank you guys so much for tuning in and for the love we are here every Third Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. on Simply Podcastic on Facebook and all socials. And we stream live every day. There are different broadcasts that you can check out on Simply Podcasting. Go on over, check out the website or go to the website, check it out. There are a ton of different shows that they produce and you can be privy to. There's another one coming on after me at 7 o'clock. And I thank you guys again so much. I'm going to leave you with a piece. Kim sparked that um, positivity for my sister. So I'm going to leave you guys with um, you woman. You June cleaver in heels, stockings, A-line dress, pearl necklace wearing, breakfast, lunch, and dinner cooking, house cleaning, laundry washing woman. Maya Angelou poem pinning, Tiffany Haddish scene stealing, Oprah Winfrey wealth building, Viola Davis acting, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan singing, Tamala man praying, hair slaying sister. Setting it off like Queen Latifah, WAP having, Corinne Stephan super head giving, Cardi B pole dancing, Beyonce booty bouncing, Ava DuVernay script writing, RBG justice serving, handling business like a motherfucking boss. You Lizzo non-fat shaming, Meghan Markle heir to the throne disclaiming, TLC no scrub entertaining, do them till they sleep energy draining, magical human being. You Kamala Harris history-making, Harriet Tubman freedom-taking, Kismikia Corbett vaccine-creating, hidden figure calculating, strong feminine ball of fire. Hot-flashing, twerking, nine-to-five working, mani-pedi-painting, natural weave-wearing, breastfeeding, nurturing creator of life. You butcher, you baker, you candlestick maker, don't front or judge. Every woman watching this feed is or has been at least one of them goddesses. Our shit don't ever stop. We wear many hats every damn day. We're leaders, presidents, monarchs. Our words become law in our queendoms. Rock that crown, keep holding it down. Do the damn thing, boo. Because the world can't get along without you one single rose no stem taking some time to keep it real
That's all.